Hey everyone, welcome back to the On The Brink podcast. I am here with my sister, Molly, today. Hello. So she is joining me all the way from St. Louis, Missouri. Welcome, Molly. Thank you. So glad to be here. Glad to have you. So Molly is my youngest podcast guest. She is my third sister. I have, well, second well, okay, that's com- that's confusing. I have three younger sisters. She is the third youngest of four, and she is currently, well, she'll tell you about herself, so I'll let you hear about her from her, but um, before I let her introduce herself, I just wanted to say a couple things about the podcast and about some exciting developments that we have here. So, first of all, I am now selling my merch through redbubble.com which is very exciting. I have mugs, t-shirts, stickers, magnets, anything you could you could want, you can get on redbubble.com. All you have to do is basically just type in on the brink and you can find it. If you want a direct link, you can DM me, email me, text me. I will give you a direct link. Uh, unfortunately, I can't put it on my Instagram account. I can only have one URL going at a time, but if you're interested in merch, just let me know or just Google on the brink redbubble.com and you can find it. Um, I also wanted to say that if you have been listening and you have any comments for me or questions, like please reach out. I've had some people already reaching out to me, especially about the last episode. I have a lot of people asking me questions about the dating stories, things like that. So feel free to DM me. I'm thinking about putting together an episode down the road where I address a bunch of these questions and anything coming from my fans here. So thank you everyone who has reached out and anyone who listens just for your support. Last but not least, I am doing a giveaway of some merch items. I haven't decided what yet, but definitely some stickers, maybe something bigger, not sure. So I will be saying a code phrase or word at some point in this episode. And all you have to do is when I mention it, you just DM me or, you know, text me, however you reach me, you know, email, text, phone, whatever. Just send me that code phrase and you'll be entered to win something through my merch. So I haven't said the code word yet. I will later. Anyway, those, I just want to get those out of the way. And now I am welcoming my guest Molly officially. So Molly, why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about you? Okay. So I am a junior at St. Louis University and I study nursing and I just turned 20 in August. So I've just been looking forward to being on this podcast since the day it came out, but Emily told me I couldn't until I turned 20. So here's my chance. Um, I definitely am the top pick, she told me. And um, I am Emily's favorite sister. I, um, yes, I go to St. Louis University, so I study nursing. I already said that, but um, I like to hang out with friends at home, go hiking, go for a run, just do outdoorsy stuff, hang out with my sisters and Remy, our golden doodle. And um, yeah, that's about it. Yes. So um, we got to fact check some of that information there. But uh, 
generally true. Um, we did need you to be 20 to come on to the podcast since uh, it is about being in your 20s in the 2020s, but you're now eligible. So <laughs> good news. Um, ha- so starting off with some easy questions here for you. Uh, how, how was it being the uh, middle child growing up? Um, it wasn't too bad. I would say I didn't get all the attention that you did and not all the attention that Nora gets, but um, I'm not the only middle child, so I think me and Sarah were always in it together, but um, I probably got away with more things than you would have, but I, I like being the middle child. It's not as bad as some people say. Yeah, you did probably get away with a lot. So, yeah, I don't think it was that bad probably for you growing up. Um, I think being the oldest is a lot harder. I'm obviously the oldest. And um, I said I did have three younger sisters. So we have a bunch of other sisters. And it was always kind of crazy growing up. Like I said, Molly is 20 years old. And she is my youngest podcast guest. So I've tried to find people to be guests on my podcast who kind of range all the way from 20 like you do Molly all the way up through you know the late 20s and I think my guest Ethan was like 29 so 28 or 29 and Richard Brink who is okay my dad is uh, a bit out of his 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 episode was a throwback episode but anyways um basically I tried to fit people you know get people all the way from early 20s to late 20s mid 20s I'm 25 so I'm right in the middle um but most of my guests have been around my age I would say and we all fit in as millennials we're all millennials because we were born 1996 or before and you and I guess a couple of my guests as well are in the category of being Gen Z and so I kind of want to talk about that a little bit and how it's been to be in that generation and the differences between that and millennials so what first of all what's your perception of being in Gen Z um well I feel like Gen Z is very attached to their phones I think of like TikTok and um, Snapchat, like as a form of communication, just using social media more. Like that's what I think of as the big difference. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, for a lot of millennials, that is also the case. You know, just because you're young doesn't mean you're the only ones on TikTok. Like I think a lot of people my age are also on TikTok. It's just a different sort of... um, attachment to the phones and sort of um I mean it's just slightly different but like different types of videos that you're making right right if you're making videos right so I thought it'd be fun I found some information on some Gen Z stereotypes and I thought it would be fun to kind of go through some of these stereotypes and see what you think and then also there this article was written in 2019 so it's about one year old so I think even now it's very interesting when I was reading through it like some of it I feel like could be updated for today and it could be 
yeah, a little bit worse even in what it's saying. And so I kind of want to go through and see what you think. And then obviously it's um, the title of this article is Gen Z stereotypes busted. So some of them might be true, some of them not so much. First of all, and they, okay. they kind of range across the board for topics here. Do Gen Zers have a negative outlook on the future of the environment? Yes. Well, I think people are very aware of climate change and that the environment is going downhill. But I mean, I guess people are hopeful that they can change it, but I think people are more like focused on educating people about what will happen. Yeah. Yeah. So this article says it's clear Gen Z have a sharp focus on global widespread issues that will affect their generation and generations to come. So I think they're aware of the issues versus like some older people who want to be in denial about it, either because yeah. they know it's not going to impact them or because they don't care or they don't believe it's real or whatever it might be. Um, you know, that that is like the older generations, I think. But millennials and Gen Z, I think, are kind of on the same page for the most part of um, being aware of it and caring. Yeah. Um, okay, next question. Are Gen Zers more entrepreneurial than other generations? Mm, I, I don't know about that. Maybe. I guess, I don't know. I'm just thinking of like people being creative on like TikTok and making their own businesses and all of that. So I maybe, but I don't know if like there are any more than other generations. Yeah, that's interesting. This article says they are entrepreneurial, but not necessarily more than millennials, which I think is accurate. Um, it's about the same. Yeah. Um, but in general, both those generations show greater enthusiasm for entrepreneurship compared to older generations. Yeah. So that's true. And it's also like easier to do that because of social media and tech and, um, just because of all the technology, I think, in today's world. Yeah. So, and younger people, you know, know how to use that a little bit better. Yeah. Um, okay. Have Gen Z given up on cable TV? Yes. <laughs> yes. It says not really. It says uh, that they do watch um, some broadcast TV but generally less than the global average. And the online TV watching is increasing. So then yeah. it says 62% of Gen Z is watching subscription services like Netflix at least once a week. And then um, yeah, they, so it's interesting. It says the Gen Z aren't watching more online TV than the typical internet user per day, uh, which is interesting. But mostly just from like subscription services, I think. Yeah, like Netflix and right. Uh Okay, next question. Are they hopelessly screen dependent? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say yes. Mm -hmm. Well, especially like during quarantine, I think that just made it worse. Like people didn't have anything to do and they just got more attached to their phones too. Right. I mean, it was already on that track, but yeah. So yeah. it says 
Gen Z are the first generation to be considered true digital natives born into a high tech world, which is true. Um, yeah. First generation like to have smartphones for like their entire lives pretty much. Um, the, again, this article was written in 2019, so I bet this number has gone up, but it says this group yeah. is currently spending an average of four hours and nine minutes per day on their phone. I bet it's higher. I bet it's yeah, higher. it's probably more, but yeah, that sounds about mm -hmm. accurate. And then it says uh, this group of young internet users are clocking up just shy of three hours on social media per day. So that's a lot of social media time. And it says a similar percentage yeah. or six in 10 say it's critical for them to be contactable at all times. And similar numbers agree that they feel more insecure without their phone than their wallet, which I think is true. Yeah. And I think that it's interesting because being a millennial, like I feel the same way, but I wasn't, I didn't have a phone until I was in like late middle school, early high school. So I didn't have it like from an earlier age. I only had it, you know, in my like preteen, teen years. So it's interesting for people that are going to grow up with that. Yeah. So even younger than you, even the next Well, yeah, because I didn't get a phone until like middle school also, but then like everyone younger than me has had phones for a while. And like kids now just get started with iPads and all that. Right. It's so. only going to get worse. And I think, um, I don't know if you've seen this documentary, but The Social Dilemma is on it's on netflix no. i recommend i i mean it it was interesting it was eye-opening but it was also a lot of stuff that we already know and basically just saying that like social media is bad and they're controlling us and um like social media users are essentially being used i mean we're users like you don't use the word user unless you're talking about social media or drugs yeah so it's interesting um but that's getting away from my point here. Um, but Gen Z is going to be bad. So watch, watch the social dilemma. Get into that yourselves. Um, next question. Do you Gen Zers love influencers? Um, yes. I know a lot of people that follow. I mean, I can't really say that I follow a lot of influencers or like follow specific people. But I know plenty of people that follow like certain bloggers on Instagram or like follow people on TikTok that are considered influencers. But I mean, I'm not really a big fan of like anyone specific, but I know some people really follow them. Yeah. So this, this says that yes, Gen Z is a key generation or a key audience for influencer marketing and they are the generation most likely to follow celebrities from you know all different types of entertainment fields so i think that's true um and then what i thought was interesting too is that gen zers will rely on social media to get their news they'll rely on social yeah. media to um like research brands and products versus just like googling something like they'll they'll actually rely on like a particular influencer yeah. to then like go out and buy stuff which is so interesting 
um, because I never followed anybody in, in particular. And now on TikTok, I'll see people and I'll watch all their videos and whatever, but I wouldn't be, I don't think I would personally be influenced to like buy something of theirs or do anything differently. But I know for younger people, they're much more heavily influenced by that sort of a thing. And hence the word influencer. Yeah. I think people will like see certain products being reviewed on like TikTok or Instagram and then go out and buy them. Like if I see something that sounds good from Trader Joe's, like I'll go try it. But like, I'm not like buying certain products from like a specific influencer, but some people really follow their bloggers and celebrities and like do exactly what they do. Yeah. I mean, it's like definitely something new because that didn't exist. Like when I was younger, that didn't really pop up until maybe, you know, in the last few years or so. I'm not really sure where you can track that too, but I know that I didn't grow up like following anyone in particular. And maybe if you like play video games or you're in like a different realm, then maybe you can relate to it a little bit more than I can. But um, like if you watch a particular gamer or, yeah. you know, that sort of a thing, or you're in one specific like niche, but I can't tell you one person that I have like followed for a brand yeah. or for anything like that. So it's interesting. But yeah, I, I thought this was really interesting um, in particular because it says that the whole influencer thing distinguishes Gen Z from all other generations, including millennials. So it's really something I think a trend that's probably going to get worse for younger generations. And it's going to be a trend that we kind of have to watch because I think it could be dangerous, actually. Yeah, I mean, I think the term influencer didn't even begin until recently. Like, I never had heard of that until probably a few months ago or like within the past year. But I don't know. Some of them aren't influencing the right things probably right yeah i think they can have more of a an impact on people younger people whereas like before we were relying on our teachers and our peers and our family and things like that we didn't have outside we had like our friends you know those were the outside people yeah but now you have strangers literally you know chiming in on like what you should or shouldn't do and depending on who you follow like you know it's very interesting. Yeah. So yeah, generally, do you agree with those stereotypes? Yeah, for the most part. Those seem pretty accurate. Yeah, I think the article is pretty spot on, um, especially with the influencer thing and social media. And, you know, they could probably write another article now with the pandemic and see see all the different stereotypes uh, with the different generations handling the pandemic. I think that would be a very interesting article. Yeah. But moving along, so that was a fun little segment and I'm going to announce the giveaway, (laughs) the giveaway code, secret code, Um, it's Gen Z. So if you want to DM me or message me or whatever, like I said, you are entered to win something for free from my merch. So just uh, the code is Gen Z. That's all you have to say, Gen Z. Okay, so moving along here. um, I want to talk about being 20, being 20 right now, being 20 in 2020, 
um, during a pandemic, you know, everything that that is. And to me, being 20 is kind of like on the edge of something. I don't know. It's kind of like on the brink. It's like the essence of on the brink. Oh, on the brink. Okay. Well, yeah, well, you're kind of on the brink. Yeah, I mean... You're old enough to vote. You can't drink. You're old enough to drive, but you can't, like, get, you know, rent a car. Like, Yeah. 20 is not... 20 means I'm not a teenager, but really there's nothing exciting to it. And I'm a baby here. Both my roommates are 21 and everyone around me is turning 21. So I, and I don't turn 21 until August. So I just feel behind like, and I, I wouldn't have had a big birthday celebration anyway. So I don't feel like I really missed anything because of the pandemic for my birthday, like I wouldn't really have done anything different, but I don't feel that different from being 19. I'm just looking forward to being 21. Yeah, I mean, I think 20 is kind of a boring, 20 is kind of a boring age. 21 is yeah. more exciting for obvious reasons, but yeah, 20 is kind of like on the edge of, you know, a more exciting year and but there's not that much that you can do you can vote so that's good um hopefully you're you're planning on voting i requested my absentee ballot okay so that's good everyone should have a voting plan um, if you're uh yes older, everyone go vote yeah go vote so you know you being yeah. 20 you bring a younger a bit of a younger perspective to the podcast and I just want to know, like, what do people your age think of everything going on? Like, how, how are people your age handling the pandemic? Like, how is it being in school and in college? Well, I think it kind of goes like half and half, maybe not half and half, but there's a lot of people that are still really careful about it. But I know there's lots of people that came back to college and pretended like it didn't exist and just partied it up. And this is the first year that we could live off campus. So I know people didn't care about that. They just wanted to see their friends. So they went out and I think like the bars and stuff are open. So it didn't really hold that many people back and SLU didn't really have a big outbreak. So it's not bad here, but I know other schools, their numbers just were like super high and I've seen videos and pictures of people like parting it up and stuff. So I think when we were all at home, everyone was more careful because we all lived with people that might've been at risk. But I feel like once people got back to college, it kind of shifted and people seemed to forget that it was still here. But I know like I live on campus, so I have to be, extra careful and for certain programs we want to go and be able to do our clinical hours and stuff so hopefully people in my program I think they're more careful than maybe other people who already have online classes so if they got sick they wouldn't have to they wouldn't be missing anything but but do you think people are worried about getting sick or no no I know unless like maybe they have another condition, but I think for the most part, people my age 
haven't had a lot of serious complications from it. So they seem to have a lot of mild cases if people my age are getting it. So I think people aren't scared of getting it themselves. I think they're more scared of giving it to other people if they lived with people that were more compromised. Right. I think that's a difference. Um, the younger that you are you with this pandemic, it seems like you're not as careful. But I don't know. I think some people are more careful. Like you and your roommates are probably being pretty careful. Yeah. I mean, we all have clinicals that we want to go to. And if we have to be quarantined, if one of us gets it, we all have to be quarantined. And we will all miss classes and I have in-person classes. So I would have to do zoom and miss clinicals and that's just a hassle to make up and no one wants to worry about being sick or who you spread it to. So it's not worth the risk. Right. So studying nursing right now, while you're 20 years old in a global pandemic, what does that look like? Well, I, it doesn't look that different than what I expected. Our clinicals aren't on like any COVID units or anything. So we don't have to wear crazy PPE. We just wear a normal, wear our surgical masks that we've been wearing and we go in groups of seven. I know for my peds um, rotation, because of COVID, the hospital is only letting four students at max. So we got split. So we're really only getting half our hours for that rotation. But I'm also in my older adult and nothing is really that much different besides we wear masks, but we're still able to get our clinicals in and everything. The hospitals were unsure if we could come at the beginning, so we got pushed back a few weeks, but since we started, everything's been back to normal, and my classes are in person except for one, so they just have all the desks spread out in a really big classroom, but we can't have any classes in the actual school of nursing, which is weird, so we're just in some weird classroom in a different building do you think the hospital is safe right now yeah I think it is they told us that the hospital is the safest place to be right now because everyone is following protocol and everyone is wearing a mask and they're doing they check the patients and they test them and check their temperatures multiple times a day and they screen everyone who walks into the hospital and they ask you questions and I haven't felt like I've been unsafe COVID-wise, so I think it's pretty safe. That's good. Yeah, I think it's probably about as risky as a lot of things, I guess. Everything is a little bit of a risk nowadays. Yeah. I mean, I go to target and walmart and there's people who don't wear their masks properly so it might be unsafer there than in the hospital probably you should not be going to walmart i have to get groceries well i don't go to walmart because people don't wear their masks but i've seen it and i haven't 
been back since, but I mean, there's people all over. You can walk on campus and people don't wear their masks properly, but people do wear their masks all over campus, whether you're inside or out, which I think is good because at home, people didn't really wear a mask when they were going outside. Yeah, I think it depends where you're going, but. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to wear a mask outside, I don't think all the time if you're not going to be within six feet but on a college campus it is good that everyone is all the time right so what in terms of nursing what you're a junior now so we don't have to to talk about covid this entire time um So what kind of nursing do you see yourself doing? Well, this is what I've been trying to figure out for a long, well, not a long time, as of recently, because I always said I wanted to do pediatrics of some sort. And then the more I like did my older adult clinical last year, and then this year I was thinking maybe I wanted to do more like adult nursing, like not pediatrics. So I was thinking maybe like ICU or ER, which I still am interested in. And I just haven't been in those settings. So either that, but then I just started my peds rotation last week and I did really like it. So I'm going tomorrow um, at 6am. So I have a full shift. So I'm excited to see more about like being in a pediatric hospital. So Maybe like PEDS ER or the ICU of some sort, something fast-paced. Yeah. When do you have to figure that out by? Um, just when I graduate, you don't have to decide, just wherever you can get a job. So there's a lot of options, though, in nursing, right? Yeah, too many. Too many. I think having more options is better than not having any. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, I could work in a lot of different settings. I don't have to work in a hospital, but I would like to. And I know a lot of people want to get their nurse practitioners license. So that's something I might consider when I'm older, but there's a wide variety. What is the competition? Like, are there a lot of nurses right now? Are they in need? Like, what's the situation? I think it depends on the specialty. A lot of people want to be like a pediatric nurse or labor and delivery. So for those jobs, I think it'd be harder. But like med surge is just like your basic nursing. I think there's always jobs for that. And it depends on the state. I know some states need them more than others and like rural areas probably don't have a lot of new nurses coming in but so what would you say is your dream at 20 years old your dream nursing job and location well i have said this for many years i want to work at Lurie children's in chicago So I'm just making sure I want to be pediatric nurse. And then, then I hopefully will work there. That is the goal. When did you decide that you wanted to do nursing? Um, And not music. Well, I did play the saxophone. I was really good. It was one of my many talents, but I did have to give it up due to, 
I'm not sure. I think mom said, <laughs> mom said we needed to return the rental. Um, so I think that you uh, weren't practicing probably. No, I think she made me decide between soccer and saxophone and I had to decide on soccer. But um, I was very musically talented and I could probably pick it up if I tried. I played the saxophone and Sarah played the clarinet. I'm sure she will talk about it on her next episode when she's on. I don't think Sarah wants to be on the pod, but you know. I think she will. Maybe one day. Yeah. Um, well, I did give a presentation in seventh grade that I vaguely remember talking about. Um, I wanted to be a nurse and specifically a neonatal nurse, which I do not want to be, but I do want to be a nurse. And I have said that for many years. So here I am. So it just popped into your head in seventh grade? No, I mean, well, I don't know. I just remember giving that presentation, but I just always thought the medical field was cool. And I do like babysitting and kids. So that's why I was thinking neonatal and pediatrics. But I mean, there's plenty of nurses in our family that have encouraged me in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it was maybe it was all those nurses in the family. I mean, maybe I never saw anyone. I never really was in a medical field. I never went to the hospital or anything. So I just... Yeah, you didn't have like a horror story that made you want to be a nurse, did you? No, I didn't. You never had to go to the hospital for anything? No, I've never been in the ER. I've gone to urgent care a few times in my life and that's about it. Maybe it was those urgent care experiences. Yeah, when I had strep throat, that was a good time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could be a nurse. I think that could be your next calling. Oh, my next calling. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'll, I'll stick to uh, event managing and arts things. Well, if you ever decide to switch, nursing is a great career. Yeah, you know how I do with needles. Well, you will. You would change that if you just got some more practice. Right, right. That's, yeah, yeah exactly. I would let my so, roommates stick me. Yeah, but that's you. That's not, I, I can't even uh, have any procedures done without almost passing out. Well, that needs to be worked on. That is called vasovagal reaction. Oh, wow. So you should know about that, Molly. Um, I did see a TikTok about that, but I didn't learn about it in school. So, well, it's a real condition, and you're only a junior, so maybe you'll learn. Mm. Okay. So, dream job, dream location. You already said that. Um, well, yes, but. We'll see if I end up in Chicago, the, like the city, the city, but. But you picture yourself staying in Illinois? Well, I'm not sure. I, I like the idea of Chicago and working in the city, but I don't know if I want to stay in Illinois. I told Sarah I would 
see where she ends up going to vet school. We might be roommates. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that, that will remain to be seen here. Well, yeah, we'll check back in in two years about that. She's going to school in two years? Well, when I graduate in a year and a half. Right, right. Yes, you do have Well, it does depend on where she goes to school. I won't be going all those places. Right. So, okay, so your location will be determined later, uh, as will your specific... Well, it might depend on where you're living as well. Why? Aren't you going back to Chicago? Uh, at some point, yeah. Why, why does that determine anything? Just if we're all in, back in Chicago, I don't know. We shall see. The world is, is a crazy place, and the pandemic is changing everyone's plans, so who knows? Perhaps. You got some, you got some time to figure it out. I have time. Yeah, you... Yes. Yes. So what would you say are some goals for your future? As someone who's 20, where do you see yourself by 25, my age? And don't just list off what you just said you want to, I mean, I want specifics here in terms of like a five-year plan. Oh my, you are really getting deep. Okay, well, hmm, I'm going to be a nurse and um, I would like to get a dog or a cat, maybe, maybe a dog at some point once I have my job and I'm settled wherever I decide to live. Um, I don't know. I want to travel some more. I want to go back to Alaska at some point. So do some traveling, go and do some cool hiking maybe somewhere. Um, By 25. That's my age. Yeah, that doesn't seem that far off. Um, I don't I don't know what else I want to do. I'll see when I get there. Yep, we'll see. Get a pet of some sort. I won't say I plan to be, like, married or anything by then. I think mm-hmm. that's... Well, 25 is my age, so, you know. Okay, okay. No, you're, you're not going to be engaged in a year or two? I actually am already surprised. Wow. Okay. That's the big announcement for the podcast. Yeah. yeah that's why I want to be on. Wow. Okay. So who's, who's, the, who's this guy? Oh, it's a secret. Um, no, I don't plan to be married by wow. 25. Okay. That seems too young. Unless it's, unless I fall magically in love with the doctor at the hospital, then maybe I'd consider, but. Well, fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I think uh, your perspective is very different from a lot of my guests and from my own, just because you are still in school. You have a lot to figure out for your future. You have your entire twenties ahead of you. Um, but you're also, you have the security of being in school right now, even though it sounds like things are a little bit up in the air or changing because of the pandemic, but you do have 
the security of like being a student and knowing that you're not graduating this year. So you still have another year. And I think like for me, that was the best time in my life was like being at Illinois Wesleyan and being, you know, junior, senior year of college and maybe even sophomore year too, because I already knew what college was like and it was just fun and you don't really have to worry too much about your future, just a little bit more, more focus has to be on your schooling and grades and all that and just having fun, being with your friends. So I think like it's a, a fun time. I don't know, being 20 is, is just kind of fun. And I think right now with the pandemic, it probably doesn't feel quite that way maybe, but yes and no maybe because you're still able to be at school like some people are completely online but you do get to be on campus which is nice so i think it's interesting i think you bring a good perspective to the pod um because most of my guests are a little bit older and so it was nice to talk about um gen z like something a little bit lighter all the gen z stuff yeah so this, uh, this is the second to last podcast episode for season two, and I just want to say I will be doing a season three officially. I've decided I'm doing season three coming out probably early 2021 is my guess. I don't want to make any promises yet, but it will be coming out. And I think I have a guest for your um third season I think um Carly Molsna has requested to be a guest okay well I will consider so she is 20 so she's eligible so if anyone does you know if anyone does want to be a be a guest I do have a few openings like I do plan out all the episodes in advance but uh let me know and keep keep commenting, keep engaging with me. Like I really do enjoy hearing your feedback and, and hearing what you guys all have to say. If you like the episode, if you don't even, I want to know. So you want someone to be like, I hated this episode. That's kind of, well, I want to know, I want to know if people found it to be boring or exciting or what, because then I can be, you know, improving for the future. Poor guest. My, you just never invite them back. Well, it's not about the guest. It's more about me because if I can't make a guest look good, then that's on me, oh. you know? Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, I do want to say thank you, Molly, again, for being on the yes. podcast and chatting Thanks with me. Having me. Yeah, it's been fun chatting about your generation, which um, are not as cool as uh, millennials. Sure, sure. Whatever you want to, whatever you want to say. We'll leave it at that. So don't forget to participate in the giveaway if you caught the word. And uh, I will see you guys all next week for the last episode in season two. Can't believe it. It's flying by. So see you all next week.